in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to The Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the subdued Glenn Stansberry. Mm-hmm. Glenn, you're fighting off the last uh, gasp of a cough. So this, you know, I appreciate that you are fighting through it. You're you're trying to do the best you can to uh, to come to the plate, battle every day, mm. and make a podcast tonight. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I, I, I do feel a little raspy. Feel like I'm. I kind of gave the old uh, cold a rope a dope. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. Took some shots against the ropes. That's right. Now I'm now I'm on the offensive. Now you're on the offensive. Caught it off guard. So. Brian has made me a cup of tea with honey in it. That's right. So far, it has subdued the hacking. Well, we were uh, we were talking earlier, Glenn, about how um, I said that Ozzy Osbourne. This is Ozzy Osbourne's cure for right. the cough. I mean, every t- every time before a show, before mm-hmm. he has to go out there and sing, herbal tea, honey in the glass, and bat's blood, and bat's blood. Right? Yeah. Okay. And then the bat's blood can affect you because you've already <laughs> had the herbal remedy for it. Okay. Good. Well, mm-hmm. now I feel better. Speaking of herbal remedies, Glenn, um, we are creators of a site called Gentleman.com. <laughs> now, look, I'm not going to make any medical guarantees about what Gentleman.com can do for you. Mm. But it's good for what ails you. Yeah, it is. If that ailment is boredom, mm. if that ailment is lack of knowledge, then you should turn to Gentleman.com where you can find out interesting facts you can learn how to do things you can travel to distant worlds through your computer with gentleman.com you reach the nether regions of the internet and return back yeah and you can do that just from one website and it's all at gentleman.com maybe not nether regions yeah maybe outer regions outer is what i meant to realms say and regions outer realms regardless glenn outer rings we can agree that gentleman.com is good for what else you yeah, exactly. It's a good tagline for the site, I think. Good for, yeah, good for what ails you. I like that. And if you want to get in touch with uh, Gentleman.com, uh, namely me and Glenn, yes. who are the creators of Gentleman.com and the people behind the curtain at Gentleman.com, you can do so by sending a letter to the Gentleman HQ P.O. Box. Mm-hmm. P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. This is the legendary post office box where you can send any kind of correspondence. You know, you, you it's val- it's almost Valentine's Day, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got love problems, problems mm. in your love life. You need advice. It's kind of like, dear Abby, dear Glenn, dear, can you help, uh, help me with this problem I'm having with my significant other. All right, I've had that rash before. Yes, uh, you get exactly. this ointment. Yeah, right. Yeah, we can help. We can handle that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're not licensed medical practitioners. No. But but if we were, we would be afraid of giving you advice. That's right. Like they are. Exactly. You know, they always say, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. But. Lawsuit. La- yeah. All right. We're, right. Not, we're not worried about that. No, we're not worried about lawsuits. <laughs> We've been dodging those ever since we started this site, yeah. I think. So. Well, I remember when we started the podcast and our lawyers said, don't give oh. any advice oh, yeah. of any kind oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at any time whatsoever. 
But we've ignored that since day one. So, And our lawyers don't listen to the podcast. That's so. true. The lawyers don't listen to the podcast, much like everybody else. So we're in the clear. Problem solved. Exactly. Uh, but Glenn, yeah, if you want, if, they, if people want to get in touch, PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence, Kansas, will get a letter straight to the gentleman doorstep via proxy. Mm. Your letter will get on the gentleman Hall of Fame, mm. mm-hmm. and we will discuss it on gentleman podcast. Uh, failing that, if you do not want to be on the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which I can't understand personally because that's, I don't know, it, it goes against everything that I that I believe in, not wanting to be on the Hall of Fame, right? Um, if you, if you don't want to be on the Hall of Fame, then all you have to do is send an email with your question. Notice the, the change in tone. I'm all excited about the letter. A little bit, yeah. And down. then I said email, and I was like, hey, you could send an email wah, to gentleman.com. How do you gentleman.com? We don't like to encourage that because right. we prefer to get handwritten letters. That's right. more fun. It's more fun for us. Uh, but that that's okay. Failing the handwritten letter, you can send an email over to gentleman.com at gentleman.com. You could sign up for a social media account, which I wouldn't advise. No. But if you if you want to, you can sign up for a social media account at Facebook or Twitter and then get in touch with us that way, too. Tinder us. Tinder us. Um, Plurk us. Hot or not. Hot or not us. Um, Hot or not us. <laughs> Uber us. We're on Uber. Uber. <laughs> we'll drive you around. Uh, <coughs> gentlemen is like the Uber for uh, great internet content. Huh. Yes. Um, anyway, Glenn, let's let's get on with the show. Um, I'm excited about this. Uh, let's get on with the thing that we always start off the uh, show with, with the drink of the week. Oh, about time. Okay, good. Um, hopefully this will help with your uh, your cough a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. It, it can't hurt it. it. Can't, can't get any worse here. Um, Glenn, I, I picked this out. This is a, this is a local brewery. Mm. We've talked about this brewery before. Mm-hmm. Free State Brewery. It's a Lawrence, Kansas brewery. They, they bottle in the Midwest. If you... If you're in the Midwest, or you're visiting the Midwest, or you're thinking about visiting the Midwest, stop into a local store and check out Free State Brewing. Um, it's an awesome Lawrence, Kansas brewery. We talk about them on the show from time to time, and this is a spring seasonal that they do. Um, and the, everybody, know, I mean, we've talked about Free State before, so you know we can get into that or whatever. But what really counts about this beer that I that I think is really cool mm-hmm. is the story behind the name of the beer Glen. oh yeah I've, I've actually read about this uh... yeah so it's called Brinkley's Maybach and mm-hmm. uh, the the image on the the marketing material for the bottle like the, the label on the bottle the image of the label on the bottle is of a goat uh, which is quote like from, from the Free State's website the assemble of spring mm-hmm. yes goat um I would have gone with flowers. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of different ways you could go with that. But um, anyway, the, they said that the first thing they thought of with Kansas and goat was Dr. John Brinkley. And that's why they call it Brinkley's My, My Bach. End of story. Everybody knows who John Brinkley is, yep. right? He's, he's had some notoriety, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, Dr. John Brinkley, and I use the term doctor loosely, did a lot of different things, Glenn. Mm. First of all, he was a quote-unquote doctor... Oh, like us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, with no real, you know, actual training per se. Definitely like us. Um, he, he, he went to some various eclectic medical schools. That was the official term for them. Oh, Brian's throwing a lot of air quotes here. In the, eclectic, as we're recording. <laughs> eclectic medical practice mm-hmm. was a thing in the early, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically was... Not real med- like not scientific medicine, but right. everything else. 
Um, so this guy is super famous for curing male, um, what should I say, male uh, in- infertility? Oh, okay. Ooh. And his cure for male inf- infertility was uh, surgically implanting goats' fertile parts. Organs? Into is that an organ? Glands. Glands. Gland. Gland. Glands into human beings. Um, in the... Where did he implant them? This is my question. Where did, are they? Let's were they an, an amendment? As a replace? Uh, yeah, it was. A, it was in lieu of. It was. It, it was in lieu of, but it was so you're an amendment. The guys, to the region, guys who saw Doctor added to it. Doctor Brinkley, 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 Brinkley. Yep. Afterwards, would have two pairs swinging around. Is that what you're saying? Apparently, they would combine for one. Would. Combine so three, sort of, more like two, but it would be a combination oh. of the two. I think it sounds like fun. <clears throat> anyway, Glenn, uh, what did it work? That's the that's the the very uh, according to him it did. Oh, yeah. but a lot of scientific doctors mm. did not believe it did. So, and he also. As a side note, he also signed the death certificates of 40-some people that he operated on. So... Well, infertility is very, very serious. It wasn't just the infertility part. It was... There's several other conditions that he tried to treat, but he's most famous for the the infertility. The goat nut treatment. So anyway, this guy was a quack doctor, basically. Yeah. Uh, This was... Oh, and I should mention that this guy... The reason why Free State... is harping on this dude is because he is from Kansas, or he's not from Kansas, but he he, he lived in his... Kansas while he did this medical work. Oh, Milford, Kansas, which oh. is just outside of Manhattan. Yeah, um, big lake there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but he's not only famous for that; he also was was an early radio pioneer and was able to stay in practice for so long because he had a radio station where he basically had a PR campaign for himself. <laughs> That tried to um, <coughs> convince people of the merits of the work he was doing. Man. So anyway, there's a lot going on there. I that's kind of like what we're doing right now. This is yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is exactly what we're doing. Yeah, right now. exactly. So go, go to gentlemen. Sure, it'll improve. Sure, uh, we can't build websites, but <laughs> we're not officially licensed yeah. to build websites. Yeah. But uh, we do anyway. We didn't go to journalism school. Yeah, exactly. To curate content. But uh, using the power of the internet, we mm. can uh, run our PR campaign and our smear campaign against our rivals. I like this guy. Which, I don't know what our rivals are. Yeah, we, we need some rivals first. Yeah. I don't say that in a cocky way. I say no. that in a, we're pretty no. obscure. <laughs> yeah, that, no, one, no one knows about us enough to be rival. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, if anybody knew about us, they'd be That'd be, be like, great if we had some rivals, actually. Well, be careful what you wish for, Glenn. That's true. Um, mo rivals, mo problems. That's what I always say. But anyway, Glenn, I'm going to stop. The story is long and winding, and there's a lot more to it than that. Isn't there a whole book? I remember reading a book about it's, this. He has a crazy life. It, he, he ran for governor. He almost won to be the governor of Kansas in the early 1900s. Um, didn't, did, that didn't pan out for him, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which viewpoint you have. Um, but he was successful in many uh, goat gland exchanges. 
I'm almost positive I read a book about this for school or something like that. And oh, I'm sure there's a book about the this. The weirdest name, um, but it's about Dr. Brinkley. And yeah. I want to say it was like a New York Times bestseller. It could be. It's a really weird, it's it's really weird a, story. It's a bizarre story. The, the most interesting thing about this that I that I came across was that, or the, the thing that I got out of, of the reading the story was that, man, you, like, he basically had a diploma mill where he got a degree from that... He, then he was licensed to practice undergraduate medicine back in the day. So, like these towns that didn't have a doctor or something like that. Yeah, undergraduate doctor is better than no doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he shows up and he's putting goat glands in people and stuff like that. But you know, no one really. Here's my thing, Brian. Like the guy, uh, man. If you're, if you were. If you're having issues, right? It's mm-hmm. not like you went to the doctor and you're like, hey, my elbow is hurting. Right. And he's like, well, I got just a thing. Goat elbow. Right. Right? Okay, I'll give it a shot. You yeah. know, it's just my elbow. Yeah, exactly. It may hurt. I may, right. you know, not be satisfied with it, but it's just right. my elbow. Right. However, I've got another one. I've got two of them. Infertility? Yeah. A guy who hasn't, I mean, guy, I'm going to be must sliced have, up down there. They must have been desperate. And Ooh. this guy apparently talked a good game. He was apparently a very good PR guy. Mm. No, like a... Just incredible showman. Mm. So he was apparently he was able to talk the talk and walk the walk. And by walking the walk, I mean putting goat glands. Right. The, the, the walk was a little more bow legged than most. Yes. Wow. Indeed. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's <laughs> let's move on from the story. If you're interested in looking up, it's Dr. John Brinkley. So he's got an extensive Wikipedia page that I highly recommend checking out. It's a crazy story, but true. It's a true yeah, story. I'll have to figure out the name of that book, and mm-hmm. we can link it up. We'll link it up on. Yeah. We'll, we'll put an affiliate link. It's got, it's got one everybody. Of those, everybody yeah. will want to buy the yeah. the link from. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one of those like you know uh, goats, uh, infertility and and me. settling or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, all, a weird like yeah. tie three things together. This right. is the story of yeah. Anyway, I don't know, Glenn. Um, but what I do know about is that this is a beer that Free State so humorously called Brinkley's Maybach mm-hmm. after Dr. John Brinkley. But what's not so funny is this beer. Mm-hmm. This serious is, contender. This is a serious contender, Glenn. Uh, and it's, and they, they're, not, they're not taking... They may take their label lightly. They may take the name lightly, but they're mm-hmm. not taking their beer lightly. No. And so this is what we've known about Free State. <coughs> Brian, what was the... Uh, <clears throat> before we dig into this, what yep. was the price? $7.99. Oh, that's a good price. So it's, it is one of the lower priced. Yeah. Um... Mm. IBUs, Glenn, thirty. Oh, so right in the right in the sweet range mm-hmm. of what we're looking for, the sweet spot. Um, I've had this before, but never in the context of giving it the official um, MTS, MTS score, score which yeah. is the mustache twist scale. Yes, which is also the only official scientific imperial empirical imperial imperial empirical right. rating for beer. Often duplicated or often imitated. <laughs> Never duplicated? Dupl- Crap. Well, people try. People try to duplicate people it. People try to steal it. <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers. <clears throat> to goats. Mmm. This is a good one. Crisp. Sweet. Yeah, it's very smooth. Uh, it is a little sweet. Kolsch. Yeah. It's like a Kolsch. Almost like really... It's it's based on a German German lager. There you go. Kolsch, so yeah. they're saying it's you know it's it's very smooth, very sweet. It's got a darker um, color to it, but they're saying that that's kind of a misnomer. 
for the strength of it. People often think that the darker a beer, the strength, the stronger it's going to be. Right. That's not necessarily true, and this is another case of that. Like Guinness, right? Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, it was interesting. Uh, it's it's their spring season. It's mm-hmm. a it's a like I said, a German style lager is what they call it. So, uh, one thing about this this beer that I want to say is that it's the weirdest thing. I don't know if anybody else else experiences this, but. Free State beer out of the bottle. When I go into the Free State Brewery, mm-hmm. the restaurant itself, mm-hmm. and I get a big glass of Brinkley's Maybach, mm-hmm. it tastes different than this does. When I get a glass of Ad Astra, it tastes different than this does. When I get a glass of Oatmeal Stout at the brewery, it tastes yes. different. Better or worse? Uh, or just different? Better. Uh, in the brewery? In, in, the, in the actual brewery. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. And uh, mm. I think somebody said that it was due to the fact that when you're brewing beer on a mass scale, right. it, it can't be as good as... The small batch, yeah, brew, yeah. But anyway, well, they probably have to. It's like you know, sound. It's like sound. Like you have the the peaks mm-hmm. and the valleys and stuff like yep. that. And when you're like when you have radio frequencies, you got to trim off some of the peaks and valleys. That's right. Smooth it out. Make it right. palatable uniform right. across the line. Exactly. Uniform. There we go. So okay, Glenn. Well, mm. uh, I like it. I, I MTS, like MTS. MTS score. What do you think? All right. So a little cheaper, which is good. We'll give it a, a couple. A couple. That bumps it up a little bit. A, yeah. a little a little bump there. Mm-hmm. Um, smooth. You can just kind of drink it and forget about it. Yep. I don't feel like this is one that you can just you know keep rolling through. I think it's no. a little too sweet for that. Yeah, it's too sweet. That, that's a pro- It's almost like mm. the hops. You know, it's it's too not the hops, but I, it's a good analogy for it. The sweetness. The sweetness. If you have something that's too sweet, it just builds up over time. And yeah, it's not good. So yeah. it's like agreed. Um, hmm. I would say uh, maybe a. Uh, Seven eight eight oh, eight oh, mm-hmm. seven seven. Okay, yeah, that's where I was going with that. What about you? You're going eight. You think eight oh? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it an eight because because I love Free State. I'll give it an eight. I like Free State a great deal too. This is a good price for a beer. I'm gonna it go. Uh, I'm gonna go eight point three. Okay, eight point three. So um, let me. Okay, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna plug this into the MTS calculator. Um. Give me a second here. Okay, mm-hmm. so you said seven. No, you said eight point oh. Eight point oh, and then we the, pa- pri- the price was seven ninety nine. Yep. Uh, we put we roll in the IBUs, yep. which are thirty. Right. In oh, there. And let me check I, the Asian markets. Okay, yeah. Did you check uh, Tokyo's? Well, I did Tokyo, but not okay. Uh, Shanghai. <laughs> Shanghai is <laughs> an important factor. Um, okay, so then we put that in, and then okay. Glenn, that comes out to an eight point one five on 8. the MTS. 5. Yeah, okay. on the MTS scale. Breaking the surprisingly, 8 point. yeah. Okay, that um, is surprising. Yeah, I uh, didn't think it'd get that high. Well, when you when you said your score was an eight point zero and I said mine was eight point three, I didn't think it would end up there. But mm-hmm. you know, the MTS calculator uh, takes everything into consideration and gives us the final score. So um, infallible and, is what it is. Pending. Uh, MTS calculator, mm. which is available no place else. Um, but Glenn, we should check out what beersnob.com has to say about the Brinkley's Maybach. Maybach? Ah, yes, of course. Uh, beersnob.com. <laughs> beersnob.com. Wow, they're 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 honing in on the MTS. I feel like maybe we're getting into maybe lawsuit territory. A little, little turf war here because we've got we've got a um, proprietary. We have a proprietary. Patent pending. Patent pending situation with right. the MTS, and they are very close to infringing mm. on 
our ability to use the MTS to rate beers because they have an 82 is their score. The Bros haven't weighed in on it. But half point higher. Half point higher, that's pretty close. Well, I will... I will that I sounds like I, copyright infringement to me. I guess they agree with us. I guess they do. I guess, you know what? We can just... We should, we should let them continue to move in the direction of the MTS because it's better for the world. It's better for society. Don't, don't fight it. Beer it's like it's like finding pill, like discovering penicillin or something like that. You know, like we're, <laughs> we don't want to make money on this. It, it <laughs> just so happens we, that we the, won't. <laughs> we won't make money on it. <laughs> it just so happens that it makes the world a better place. Then, congrats. Yeah, congratulations to us, Glenn. Yes, that's the right. MTS, mm-hmm. and it, it will improve the world. And we should just let beer snob do their thing. When they are, which is fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So, so yeah, we, it's 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 almost a consensus. It's in, a in solid beer. It's a solid, solid beer. springtime beer. Eighty-two from Beer Snob and eight point one five on the empirical beer scale. I, I will say when that's um, in the in at Free State proper. Yes, it tastes way better. I yeah, it is. It's it's really weird how that there's a big difference, and I yeah. think there is. If you. Uh, they're still good in the bottle. That's oh, yeah. what I like to say. Is it? It's still very good in the bottle, but it's just not the same. It's like what they say about Guinness. Yeah. It's just not the same as going to the Guinness place and having it straight out of the tap from Ireland. Just dipping your cup into the river yeah. Lithy and, and exactly just drinking pour it on the river. In. Pour it on in. Pour uh, that blackness, sorry. that delicious blackness on in. Yeah. The, the oatmeal stout is what I noticed most. I think from the free yeah. State. There, there is a significant difference between that one. But I don't know what it is. It's like we're talking. It's like it's like. We're trying to make it sound like it's it's bad. No, it's not. It's just that there's a slight difference between two. Slight. Anyway, Glenn. All right, let's let's move on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com from last week or so. All righty, Brian. <sighs> well, first up, we have attacked by the prolific Zamoose. Um, That's a good word to describe him. He puts the pro in prolific. There you go. Consummate. Like yeah. Professional. Exactly. Um, and uh, this this is from a popular mechanics article, mm-hmm. which is always fun to have on the site. Yeah. I don't know if you when I was a kid, I, I used to love popular mechanics. I, yeah, I loved it too. I read it at the barber shop every time yeah, I went as a kid. Yeah, it. yeah, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, they, uh, this one's titled "A U.S. Navy Warship Yours for 180,000." That's right. And it's an interesting little article about how they link to um, it's uh, yachtworld.com. <laughs> Which I visit every day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so all of our listeners probably already know about this, right? And so next, you know, tomorrow when you're perusing around Yacht World to right. buy your next used yacht, mm-hmm. they have a uh, uh, the Sea Slice, a, the Sea Slice, a U.S. Navy warship, and it's uh, the ad actually says at this price, this great vessel is going to sell fast. Call today, <laughs> all right? And that's the actual listing from a, from the Navy, okay? Um, but. This is a this is a unique uh, ship. When you take a look at the picture, mm-hmm. it's um, it's weird looking. It's like a pontoon on steroids. Yes, it's 190 tons. Its fuel tanks hold 11,000 gallons, mm. and uh, for diesel, two dollars and thirty cents a pop. You're looking at about twenty five thousand dollars for a refill on the gas. Yeah, that'll that'll sting at the pump. Uh, but Glenn, the good news is. That this this watercraft cost fifteen million dollars in the late nineties, and now it can be had for one hundred eighty thousand dollars. So you're already saving a ton of money Whoa. right there. That's a ton of refills of the pump. It's a th- wow. That's that so, is quite a steal. I was thinking about this. You could have you could buy this and have like an office, like a water office, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Though if I bought it, I probably wouldn't drive it because it costs twenty five thousand dollars to fill it up. Let's say Brisky Business got into some unsavory internet 
businesses. Okay, I'm with, I'm listening. Um, we could theoretically drive this boat to international waters oh. and conduct said unsavory business. Like from uh, there. like uh, like gambling, Brian. All kinds it's of a hypothetical. Stuff, Just a hypothetical. I, all kinds of. I mean, whatever your mind can dream up, Glenn. <laughs> Uh, uh, so it, it, would, it would be hard pressed <laughs> to get shut down on a vessel like this because it's a, yeah. it's a warship, Glenn. Yeah, come at us, Coast Guard. Yeah. What are you going right. to do? do we, get? we got a Navy warship. We have a uh, littoral combat ship, which is the official it, it name. It looks like they've taken off the uh, the torpedoes. Yeah, we'd have to add back in. Um, it's like years ago when MTV gave away the original Batmobile in a contest. They had to remove what? the guns and stuff. They and did... They- did there, the guns actually work? I don't know, but I remember there was a thing about how they had to like remove all this stuff from the from the car because it was like you can't really give that away if it's got a machine gun on it. You know what I mean? Maybe the guns fired like blanks. Or, yeah, but still, Doctor Doctor Brickley can fix that for you. <laughs> exactly. Ah, oh. uh, um, it's a little goat in there. Anyway, uh, Glenn, <laughs> there is plenty of space. <coughs> There's plenty of space on this on this vessel. Yes, sea slice. The five cabins can be set up for sleeping, and the vessel can accommodate up to 149 guests. Oh. There's a 400-gallon freshwater tank to supply the bathroom with a shower and a washing machine. So what what I thought was awesome about this post was that when you watch, like, the video and you like, yeah. read the ad, it's like uh, – it's like they're selling a house or something. It's like that luxury real estate stuff you see right. where they like create some like video for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I Become never... a pirate. Yeah. Take over the high seas. Exactly. You know? Uh, if you're rich and stupid, buy this, buy this craft, you yeah. know? Uh, I don't know. And the Navy's selling it. I don't know, Glenn. I don't know who's going to buy this. Somebody will. Is, they say it's a steal. $180,000 for a $15 million late 90s. Seacraft seems like a good investment to me, man. If only we could afford such a craft, Glenn. No kidding, that would be a boon to Brisbane. I mean, can you imagine the publicity we would get from that? Um, I'm thinking of logistics now, and I'm getting ahead of myself. Like, you're right. You're just right. Got to figure out how to buy it. That's right. That's where, that's you're putting the goat before the cart. Glenn, so, <laughs> speaking of putting the goat before the cart, uh, Glenn, this this next tack was added by, I don't think we talked about this guy before, uh, ZJ McKenzie. This is a great mm-hmm. tack. Uh, it was posted, it's a link to an article titled, How to Develop the Situational Awareness of Jason Bourne on the Art of Manliness. And I gotta tell you, I was a little skeptical. Yep. When I, when I was, you know, I've seen Jason Bourne, I've seen The Bourne Identity, good movies i like them a lot mm-hmm. um but he's famous for his supernatural ability to diagnose the situation and be able to get out of tough spots mm-hmm. and it seemed like a sensational title yes. it seemed like it was beyond my grasp mm-hmm. could i really develop the situational awareness of jason Bourne? i was skeptical but i have to say art of manliness uh what i really like about him uh brett mckay mm-hmm. our good buddy brett mckay is that he's like the anti-upworthy. Yes. Okay? He this, this is important in this day and age. Yes, it is. While upworthy would not really create any original content, they would link to 10 other articles, and they would say, like, how to develop the best situational, situational awareness, oh, my God, number nine will make you pee your pants. Right. Um, right. And it would all be links to somebody else's original content. Right. Art of Manliness starts out this post by saying, I've spent months 
researching, and talking to experts in the tactical field about the nature of situational awareness. And below you'll find one of the most complete primers out there on how to gain this important skill. And he's not joking. He actually talked to authors of, you know, people that were in the military, Mm -hmm. um, different people that are experts on situational awareness. He read like three books. He read, he spent, literally spent months making this blog post. Right. It's awesome that he, when he makes a blog post, he's not messing around. And that's what's so rare these days, which is so weird. It used to be people actually wrote blog posts to to have a voice on a certain situation or mm-hmm. add knowledge to the internet. And now it's all like a weird series of links to other content. It's like you follow this rabbit hole of trying to get to the original person that actually wrote the content every time you read a blog post. I digress, Glenn. This is an awesome post. And it's um, he, he goes through step-by-step step and, and he teaches you how to develop situational awareness. And like I said, I was skeptical. But when you read this article, it makes you think. It makes you want to act on it. And it gives you the exact concrete steps that you can do. Observe, orient, and then act mm-hmm. is, the, is the breakdown of it. And he rolls, he rolls through ways to observe situations to determine the likelihood of out-of-the-ordinary things occurring. Right. Uh, he rolls through what you should do. It's like spidey sense. Yeah. What you should do if you observe things that seem a little bit out of the ordinary. Right. He talks about being able to train yourself by going, like being in day-to-day situations and then asking yourself questions. You know, if something did happen here, like what would I do? Put your brain on autopilot. Exactly. Right. And so, so much easier to deal with some kind of situation that happens or something that comes up if you put yourself mentally through the paces ahead of Mm -hmm. time. And this gives you the tools to do that. And it does it in a very, you know, it takes you probably 10 minutes to read this blog post. At least. But it, it's it's like, it's very deep in knowledge in the 10 minutes that you take to read the blog post. It's pretty awesome. It I, I'm, my, my, I tip my hat to Brett. It, well, and his wife, Kate. She helps, too, with the articles. Exactly, and, yeah. Um, it is, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I was pretty amazed. Because usually, you see an article, like, you kind of touched on this. You see an article like this, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, how to develop situational awareness. Um all right, number one, find the exits in the room that you're mm-hmm. in. And then find the step two, find the windows. Right. And then step three, make a mental note of everyone around you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But don't stare. Right. Step four, don't stare. Right. Okay, that's the article, right? Right. This is like... Yeah, he actually talks to experts. He thinks about it. Right. He, he he talks to him about his solutions, you know, all this stuff. So he compiles all this into an awesome blog post. This is what the internet should be about. This yes. is what, when you're starting a blog or like creating original content, this is what that should be about. Yep. It's a great article. I think it has some really good ideas. Um, and very applicable in today's society. It is. You never know when you're going to find yourself in a situation that you aren't expecting. Right. And that's the hardest thing in life to deal with, something that you're not expecting. So check out Art of Manliness. Uh, you can get the link over at podcast.gentleman.com, and we will send you over straight to the article, and you can find out how to be just like Jason Bourne. Like Brett Sort has. of. Sort of. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part, except for the m- mostly awesome part. But yeah. The other part. The parkour stuff we can't help you with, but... Uh, yeah, exactly, Glenn. Um, all right, Brian. Now, this last tack mm. is probably top top five all time, maybe? This is a great... 
and, and and when I first read this article, I'm putting the, I'm putting the the goat before the cart here. But when I first read this article, I I, I question whether this is real. The site, right? Kind of has some interesting articles that make me wonder if, if the content's real, but We're I not, think it's legit. We think it's legit. We're not 100% sure, but it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Suspend your disbelief. Just believe that what we're about to say is Just true. roll with it, all right? Yeah. This this is added by Zamoose, again, the prolific Zamoose. Mm-hmm. Um, and b- by the way, it seems like we do this a lot where we'll we'll feature more than one guy that has the same... For whatever you know, reason. I don't know. It like doesn't the, matter, Glenn. It doesn't matter. What we do is we feature the best things that we can every week, and... Audially, audially, audio, audio, yeah. audio. There are some things that don't translate well to talk to him, talking about them. Right. But this, we, we try to find the best things that we can talk about. And exactly. That might be from the same user. It may not be. I, it right. doesn't matter. All right. Well, anyway, this this tack is titled "The Man Who Lit a Cigarette with a Nuclear Bomb," and uh, it's on a site called Modern Notion, um, which I'd never been to before. I don't think, and it's pre- no. it looks pretty interesting. Um, but basically. The story starts with the fact that it's 1952, and it's the middle of the Nevada desert, and they're you're surrounded by nuclear physicists. It's dry. It's hot. Your team is there to test a new weapon of mass destruction, and there's going to be a bomb going off. You reach... So you need a cigarette, right? Your, your tensions are running high. You need a cigarette. Oh, yeah. And what do you do? You realize your lighter is at home. So you have a cigarette... You're tense, you're nervous, right? You're with a bunch of physicists, you don't really know what's going on. Right. Well, maybe this guy does. Uh, and so what does he do? He uses the blast from the nuclear bomb to light his cigarette. <laughs> this is Ted Taylor, so the theoretical physicist. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, at first I thought I was like, when you read the, the title of this article. Yep. You have this mental image of a guy standing next to a nu- nuclear explosion. Yeah, exactly. With a cigarette held out, lighting the end of it. Right. You know? uh, but what the guy actually does was he used a magnifying glass to harness the power of the 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 uh, light right. from the immense light that was generated by the atomic blast. And a mirror. Oh, and a mirror. Yeah, That's so right. he wouldn't be facing it. So he used right. a mirror and a magnifying glass, which is... <laughs> Only a physicist would think of this, like, yeah. or MacGyver, I guess. I, I question <coughs> the legitimacy of this article. The only thing that I, I really question about it is that he honestly lost his lighter. Or was he just trying to show off to all the other scientists and light a cigarette off the blast? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what I mean. I mean, either way, it may be the coolest thing I've ever read. That the guy who helped design the bomb was like, hey, you know, we just figured out how to make a nuclear bomb. Right. What's what's the next thing I can figure out? Can I light a cigarette with the nuclear bomb yeah. exploding in the background? Right. No, uh, and I, I... With think, a mirror and a magnifying glass. Um, I think Zamoose's description of it's the best. Right, okay. Where he says, pack it in, turn out the lights, everybody turn their man cards. Can't no one hold a candle to this dude. That's... That's pretty much it. There you go. Really interesting story. And what's great about this one is that it really humanizes the uh, the people that are involved with this. I mean, if this story is indeed true. Which, right. You know, we, we're saying suspend your disbelief. It's it, They say it's true. I don't know. Point is, uh, it, it's an interesting story because you think about they're testing this nuclear bomb. 
what's the mood? You know, you're around all these right. physicists. Right. You're thinking it's going to be like hardcore, all these physicists standing around like what's going to happen, you know, whatever. And if this guy is so free and loose that he's thinking about, can I light a cigarette with a magnifying <laughs> glass and the nuclear bomb blast it must have been that gives you a little bit of a picture into what was going on at the time so. maybe he was like one of those like guys who smoked about three packs a day though <laughs> yeah, he just needed just like i don't care way. i don't care you gotta find a way man no matter what it takes the the best the, the my favorite quote in this article is um taylor in essence created the world's first nuclear powered cigarette lighter mm. taylor quickly stubbed out and pocketed the cigarette which he then kept in his desk as a reminder of this feat until he accidentally smoked it while working on another project. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, who hasn't done that before? Exactly. You know? Exactly, Glenn. Anyway, whether right. it's real or not, I don't care. Pretty Doesn't funny. matter. Pretty funny. Pretty, pretty great amazing. Great post from Zamoose and yes. great description. Great everything about that deck. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, okay, Glenn, it's time for the Gentleman Toast. I'm excited about this one, Brian. This week, Glenn. And this week, the Grammys happened. Uh, it was an exciting night for a lot of people. Yes. It was an exciting night for music industry, insiders, yep. outsiders, mm-hmm. everybody in between, Glenn. And there's one man that captured the attention, yes. the imagination of the nation. And this guy's Beck. He Beck won the award for the album of the year. Yep. And there's one man that disagreed with this mm-hmm. sentiment of the Grammys. And at least one man. Yeah. And his name's Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And I I I want to toast Beck. Yes. Because first of all, number one, Beck is awesome <laughs> in many ways. Not only the fact that he's been around since, like, 1993... Right. ...making music in all kinds of different genres. He's an incredible musician. Yep. He defies categorization. Yep. Every album he puts out, you have no idea what's going to be on it. Exactly. He's done everything from dance music to folk music to anything in between. The, the Guero album? Like, I don't even know... Yeah. we can't. You can't even put a category it's on like stuff. It's like a Latin... Oh, anyway. So, Beck wins the the title of best album of the year yep and Kanye West who is famous for charging the stage and interrupting and making a speech basically everything's about me you know well hang on no 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 Brian it's about Beyonce alright mm. he thought Beyonce should have won that's so the he's other sticking part up for Beyonce that's the other part an of it, artist Glenn. everywhere that's the other part of it Glenn Kanye said that Beck needs to respect artistry. And he should have given his award to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And that not doing so just showed that Beck didn't respect artistry. Not giving your award to Beyonce, who right. should have won <laughs> the album of the year. Hang on, let that sink in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but here's, here's the thing, Glenn. I really appreciate this. Like, Beck... Like I, first of all, I respect him and appreciate him as an actual artist. Oh man, is there a more like accomplished in? I, mean, I love Beck. Beck is yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's been doing 
amazing work since Kanye was in diapers, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And um, anyway, but the best thing about this, Glenn, is that Beck took the complete high road in this whole thing. Not only did... So Kanye walked up to the stage and pretended like he was going to give a speech, and then he walked directly back off because, according to him, he had made his point. Right. By walking up to the stage and pretending like he was going to interrupt it, he made the point that Beck didn't deserve to win the Grammy. Exactly. Um, but Beck, when asked about it, directly after the thing happened, not not when he had time to let it sink in or anything like that, they immediately asked him about this to get a quote. And he said, I still love him, and I think he's a genius. I aspire to do what he does. Those words are the words of a true gentleman. A true gentleman. That's right. Exactly, Glenn, which is why I wanted to talk about back tonight. Yeah. I I yeah, I I I saw the th- well you you linked over that article and I was hopping mad just because first of all, I can't stand Kanye. I don't care I don't care anything about his, like I like music. that one song to the wire or whatever he did. Is that, that on the good. first album? Yeah. I thought his first Call album Dropout. was... Call Dropout was yeah, awesome. Yeah. And then it kind of dropped out after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the be, the best part of his albums are when people parody stuff that he does, like right. James Franco and... Um, anyway, whatever. Say what you yeah. will about his music. He may be a genius. I don't mm-hmm. know. And I don't care because I can't stand him because right. of stuff like this happening all yeah. the time. Right. And his... I watched... I, so I got sucked into this and I read... I watched all the you know the extra videos and all the stuff, and there's a great little Vine video that somebody took of Jay Z and Beyonce as Kanye. Oh, yeah. So as Kanye West is walking up on stage, mm-hmm. they have it focused on Jay Z and Beyonce, mm-hmm. and their the looks on their faces are like, no, 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 and the guy, yeah. Anyway, so, um, but uh, yeah, Kanye sampled um, some of Beck's music in College Dropout. Um, I can't remember which one, can't yeah. remember which song, but um, he does, or maybe he makes a reference to it or something like that. So you know, whatever. I, I just, I think Beck. I think you're right. Beck handled that perfectly. Yeah. I mean, way better than I would have. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, winning a Grammy is a big deal. Best album of the is. year. What. Everybody, since the beginning of time, everybody that has gone to an awards show knows that their decision may not reflect what really probably should happen. Right. I mean, since the beginning of time, somebody's won Album of the Year that maybe they didn't deserve to win Album of the Year. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, That happens at award shows because it's not your opinion. It's somebody else's opinion that's making that decision. But it's collective opinion. And you should know going into it right. that maybe the person you think that should win isn't going to win. Right. And you can complain about it all you want, but mm-hmm. let me tell you something. If Beyonce would have won that award instead of Beck, I might have been sitting there and saying, wait a second. Beyonce? Yeah. What the? What the <laughs> hell, man? Like, you know, going up against Beck, like, who actually plays instruments and <laughs> writes songs, you right. know? And sings. And, and sing, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I... Basically, what I'm saying is I want to throw down the gauntlet, the gauntlet to Kanye right here. Yep. And say that I disagree with you, and if I had some gloves, I would slap you in the face with them. Yes. And say... Some designer gloves. 
Beck deserves that Grammy just as much as Beyonce did. Right. And if you get a problem with it, let's get in a fight. Man, the, th- the other thing that killed me about this dude is that uh, in the post... Um, uh, ceremony or the, after he you know whatever they're interviewing him afterwards mm-hmm. and he's talking about it. he's like yeah yeah I, I'm here to re- I'm here to protect uh, artist creativity <laughs> yeah you know I'm the I'm the bastion <laughs> of all that is good for art I I'm, I'm am artist creativity you right. Know? right but but I didn't say anything because I have because I have a clothing line yeah and because um what was the other his daughter I have a daughter and he I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize that right but. I, you know, I'm not here, and, and it's a, it's just a hilarious. You know, you you marry somebody who's famous for being famous, right? You, and you know, whatever, I don't care, right? But and then you have a clothing line, <laughs> um, but and you don't say what's on your mind because of this clothing line, but, but you still, but you still do, you're right? But 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 it's just about the music, Brian. <laughs> right. It's only about the music. I'm creating and protecting creativity. Prote- yes, exactly. Now. If you'd like to buy his sneakers, um, you can right. do so at this call one eight hundred. Kanye's a <clears throat> anyway. So I think Beck is one of the most original artists out there. Yeah, I mean the guy reinvents himself every every album. We talked about that. Yeah, how can this guy say that? I mean, at that point, is it about he's just trying to create a publicity stunt to? To get more attention for himself, I mean, is that really what it's about? Because the, the, the dude is nuts. He's just, he's just. I just, I'm trying to figure he's out God. the I mean, he line he's... of the thinking where you say that Beck is somehow subservient to oh, Beyonce right. in the whole artist creativity category. It seems right. ludicrous to me in every way. Right? Is Beyonce an amazing performer? Sure. Sure. Is she a great singer? Absolutely. Are her songs? I mean, you know, yeah. she's, she's got vocal talent, right? Whether you like her, yeah. what she does yeah. or not, you yeah. can, we can all yeah. agree she's got yeah. talent. Yeah. You know, she's performing at a Super Bowl. I mean, all this stuff. Beck right. has not done any of that, right? But if you go put in that album that he has and right. listen to it, Soup to Nuts, right? It's it's awesome. Can you legitimately argue that they had no basis for selecting <laughs> Beck right. as the album of the year, right? No, you cannot. There's right. no basis for he that. He deserved to be considered. He deserved to be heavily considered. Mm-hmm. So, in the story, I don't maybe know. we're just biased. I'm just saying. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of Kanye's crap too, man. I, I don't follow this stuff. I don't, I don't follow pop culture very much. But when I see like headlines of Kanye this and Kanye yeah. that all the time, and I'm thinking, oh, that one hit wonder dude that like you know had that yeah, one gold song digger, like, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, you know, like, the, the guy, he puts out a bunch of records, and they're, like, experimental and stuff, but, like, I, I, people like them, that's cool and everything, but, man, I don't know, I, I just don't, I don't see the fascination with the guy. I don't think he's a tremendous talent. I don't think that he's... Uh, I, I think Beck was being overly kind. He was being extremely Calling kind him and gracious. Genius. Yeah, I mean, and that takes real guts. I think it's more like savant. Yeah. Like idiot savant. Yeah, Beck handled the situation in a very mm. gracious, very gentlemanly manner. Yes, and one is the befitting of somebody that's had a long career and successful career in the music industry, and it didn't phase him one bit. Nope. In fact, he tried to get Kanye back on stage. Right. No, he said, "Come back." Yeah. I, don't, he didn't I need mind. help. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mind one bit. Uh, it didn't phase him one bit. He's been there, done that. Yeah. He's been in the t- in, in the end zone before. Yeah. 
No, he, no, kn- he knows what it's like to be a winner. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, cheers so, to Beck. Cheers to Beck. Well done, sir. And uh, congratulations on your album of the year. Well deserved, I would yes. say. Okay, Glenn. Uh, well, now it's time for the... Um, buddy! Topic! Topic. Uh, <laughs> and, Glenn, it's almost Valentine's Day. Mm. It's, it's right around the corner. It's... One day away, one day away, and um, so Glenn, I, I wanted to I wanted to bring up the fact that Valentine's Day, just period, is it is it really just created by greeting card companies mm. and just a silly holiday thing that is an imagination or is it legitimate? Is it is it like it's worthwhile? Hmm. This is a this is a toughie. <coughs> You know, you can, you can, you, this is tough because you can really, uh, you know, what you say right here in this moment, Brian, can define be recorded. Your yes. Yeah, it's recorded. It's being played for other people that are close to us. Right. But, and I, I you know, I, I never get in trouble with what I say. No. These podcasts. No. By my wife or right. anything like anyone that. Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that, I don't know. I really, I, I don't know. I really don't care. I, how do, how do I put this? Um, it's a hot button topic. You have to have an opinion. Oh I, oh, I have an opinion. I'm just trying to figure out how to say it where I get in the least oh. amount of... Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't care about Valentine's Day. You don't care about romance. You well, don't care well, about... Well, I do. <laughs> um, it's my attempt to get you in trouble. I, I, I do care about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's... I, I think okay. I used to think it. I used to think I used to have this cynical outlook. You know, Valentine's Day greeting card, mm-hmm. man, just another way to like blow a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But you know, if you take the time, Brian, and you, you, you know, really care, yeah. really, really, it could be a lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, uh, I think. I think it. I think it's whatever you want to make you it. You want to make it if you. You wanna, know, if you really want to care about it. You, if you really want to care about it, it can be yeah. a lot of fun. You can be inventive in how you celebrate, and yeah. you know where you go for dinner. If you right. go for dinner, or if you don't, or right. I think the best. Actually, I will say this: the the thing, the best thing that my wife and I ever did mm-hmm. um, with Valent- with respect to Valentine's Day is yeah. actually not celebrating it on Valentine's Day. Because oh. it is the worst day of the year in terms of trying to do something. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't go. I had a friend. I, I had an acquaintance mm-hmm. who I knew who um, would, uh, in Lawrence, he would um, call up and make reservations at, like, all these different table reservations at all, like, the high-end places. So Right. And then he would put ads out on... Um, I can't remember where. I think it was in the paper or something like that. Wow. Or or maybe online somewhere and would say, hey, you know. <clears throat> last minute. Table table for two at this high-end place. 20 bucks. Yeah. Reserve for 6 o'clock, you know. Yeah. And he he made, you know, a few hundred bucks every every wow. Valentine's Day. So, see, yeah, that okay. part of it will make you cynical real quick. Yeah. See, that, that's that's my take on it. Man. It's like, you got, um, I think it's good to have a day. Yeah. Where you, uh, you celebrate... Your love, yes, for another person, yes. But where it goes sour is mm. when. Okay, let me. Okay, about ten years ago, 
Oh. I had. I'm gonna back up. Stepped in the wayback machine. Yeah, exactly. About ten years ago, and I had just. Um, I was. I had just finished college. Okay. And I went out on a date with a girl on Valentine's Day. Mm. And wait, so wait, how far into this relationship were you? Was it a first were, date or no? We would be a loaded first date. Yeah, no, you don't go on a Valentine's yeah, first date. Yeah. It's not a. It's a sketchy situation, but mm-hmm. recipe for disaster. I we we'd probably been dating for three months or something. Oh, okay. So it was a while. Okay. Okay. So we went to a restaurant, but it wasn't like a high. It was like I picked it, and I was like, you know, Olive Garden. I mean. Something like that, okay. except like a local variety. Okay. I mean, it was okay. like it wasn't a high end restaurant, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a low end restaurant. Yeah, and so we showed up in there, and we we walked in, and surprisingly, there's no one there. I mean, there was like us and like one other couple on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day, and I was thinking, man, that's kind of weird. And so they seated us, and they brought over the menus, and they slid it across the table, and I picked up the menu and I looked at it, and it was like fixed price. Uh-oh. $60 a person. <gasps> uh, here's the selections that you have, which are like three selections for like appetizer or whatever, blah, blah, blah. That was the first time that I had an introduction to a fixed menu on Valentine's Day. Oh, which my is what, gosh. Something that restaurants do a lot. I didn't know that. They'll they'll change their menu for Valentine's Day. I didn't know that. And this this place normally would cost about $15 a person. $15? 15 15 <laughs> and the dinner, the dinner, Valentine's dinner, was $60 a person. Oh, oh, oh but that is rich and delicious. When you are there with somebody that you are courting, you can't, you can't say, wow, I didn't realize that dinner was going to cost that much. I'm going to have to go someplace else. You just swallow. You just say, man... All right, we this is not this. a problem. No, I'm, I mean, you know, I've already donated plasma once this week. I but. remember uh, it was it was right after I'd gotten my first full time real job, mm-hmm. real web mm-hmm. job, you know, and and I was not making very much money, but I was making a full time wage. And Just I remember, out of college, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, thank goodness! Like I'm actually like <laughs> making a legitimate wage right. because otherwise it would be like, I mean, that would be like." I don't know, a week's salary or something like that to right. go out to. <clears throat> anyway, so that's that's the dark side of it. But the, the good side of it is that I like it now because, first of all, after I learned that lesson, I'm every time I call up, if, I, if I'm going someplace or something on Valentine's Day, I always call them up and I'm like, do you have some special menu for Valentine's Day? And, you know, yeah. half the time they say yes or no, whatever, and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm going to go, whatever. I'm going to do something else, you know, whatever. I, But also the fact that, you know, like, in general, I focus more on doing the, you know, it's all about the... Chocolates? Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's all, it's all about the spending time with the person and, right. and the things it's really right. about, you know? Right. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think you get caught, you, you can get caught in this trap of trying to, like... Oh, you're really trying to show your love for somebody by taking them to a hundred dollar oh, meal no. and then you know buying them this really expensive thing because you really care about them. But it's right. really like you know, it, it's much more about how you how much you care about the person and, and showing them in a in a way that's more personal. So, I, I would agree with that, Brian. <laughs> I, that was a hard lesson to learn, though. That that's meal, a bitter pill. That and it was so sneaky. It was so sneaky because. They just, hmm. you know, knew, yeah. 
new menu just for tonight. And a lot of restaurants do that, man. A lot of them do. I, I can't believe like you never chains. No, it wasn't a national chain. It was well, a local we, change. Well, we stopped. We stopped going out on Valentine's Day a long time. I mean, like, yeah, smart move, man. Smart move. I st- man. And then you don't have to buy flowers. Like, if you're gonna buy flowers, you yeah. have to buy it near Valentine's Day, right. but week before, week after. Right. right. Who cares? You know, it's like right. flowers are like four hundred percent more expensive. Exactly for those two days. Yeah. Yeah. That that should be. I mean, if you did that with like gas prices, right? You go to jail. That'd be illegal. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, flower shop flower shop owners should go to jail. Right? <laughs> yeah. You got prices like that. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, no, in the in the dinner thing, it's 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 frustrating. I mean, mm. and the thing is, it was a college town, so you know, college student goes in there, same deal. Maybe it's an early date. You know, right? He's a college student. He makes. Five bucks an hour, whatever. Six bucks, seven bucks an hour. He goes in there. The tab for the dinner is one hundred and forty bucks. You know? Oh, gratuities <laughs> included. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What the hell is he supposed to do? Is he supposed right. to like look at his date and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't afford this." You know? That's you're really taking advantage of people at that point. It's pretty pretty shady, man. Yeah. I. Uh, well, and you, it's funny you mentioned that there are only two people. Oh, it was it was dead. I, I couldn't play. believe it. So I it like, really hurt them because if they had you know exactly. a packed house, exactly. they'd be making ten times more money. Well, and what they were thinking was, well, we're going to have a packed house. We're going to right. Everybody will come in here to get to do stuff, and and like we'll oh, we'll slip them this this other mini. But I'm telling you, man, this happens everywhere. Like if you call, does up, it happen around here? Oh yeah, if you call up like some of these other places, man, no way, man. Anyway, forget man. about it. Anyway, I think it's a great day. I think it's yes. important, but you have to learn how to celebrate it the right way, and I think that you have. Well, thank you. You you move it to a week or a week after. It just depends on when Valentine's Day is. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, is Valentine's Day always on the same? No, it's the 14th. It's always the 14th? Okay. Yeah, yeah see, I don't. Well, I mean, we never really pay attention to the actual right. day, so we just go on the weekend before near it. There you go. So Perfect idea. Bam. Avoid Problem solved. all the problems. Right. Exactly. That's a great idea. So yeah, in that respect, Valentine's Day is pretty I, awful. Yeah, but the premise is good. It's kind of like laws, right? Yeah, people make laws because the, the idea premise is good. Is good. And then, and then, and then, yeah, and then it goes through the house, yeah. and all of a sudden you have this little extra amendment and bill and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. blah. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I digress. Agreed. You've seen how the sausage is made, exactly. Oh. Okay, Glenn. All right, well. Okay, so the consensus is mm-hmm. holiday good. Uh, people that are trying to profiteer off of it, bad. That's kind of like general rule of thumb for yeah. just about everything. Exactly. Uh, <coughs> okay, Glenn. Well, final thing. Uh, question from the gentleman mailbag. Yes. This is a great uh, topical uh, in line with what we were just discussing. Mm. What's your perfect Valentine's Day date? If some say like some little filly was trying to win your heart, Glenn. Where what? What would be what would what would convince you that this this girl just she really knocked it out of the park? Brian, I'd have to go back to a time where I, I was actually dating someone. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume this is my wife. Um, she's never going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Right. That's worked before. Um, okay. Ah, uh, man. Well, I love. There's a, there's a uh, there's a barbecue place mm. in Kansas City mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. called Oklahoma. No no no, it's called Joe's Kansas City now. <laughs> Joe's Kansas City. 
What is that what it's called now? It used to be called it's Oklahoma Joe's. Oklahoma Joe's, but they just changed the name, and now it just yeah. Mess with. Anyway, Oklahoma Joe's. It, Legendary it, Kansas City Barbecue. It's called yeah. It's called oh God. What is it called now? Uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. Whatever. Something Joe's Barbecue in Kansas City. All right. Yeah. It has. It, it, I've eaten barbecue all over yeah. these wonderful United States, and mm-hmm. there is no place in the. I haven't been around the world to sample barbecue, but I'm pretty pretty positive that right. You know, U.S. barbecue is pretty good. Yeah. There's no place I'd rather eat than that place, mm-hmm. and it is it is not high end. It is, you know, walk in, order, get a basket, go sit down. Right. But literally, Brian, I I I like I kind of black out. Like right. you know what I'm eating. You're just totally focused. There's these burn ends. They have these burn ends that are just yeah. We talk about these burn ends often. They're the stuff that dreams are made. I'm of. getting I all mean, I'm getting all misty eyed. If I could write a book, mm. like a about food, I think it would be the introductory chapter, the preface of the book, explaining the, the end is the, the beginning. Yeah, and the end, the yeah, burn in, the, be- the beginning is the end. The beginning yeah. is the end. <laughs> right. The end is the beginning. The beginning is the end. Yeah, and, it's, and it all starts and ends with the burn ends. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so she yeah. was like, we're, we're Lynn was like, hey, let's get in the car. We're gonna go to. Uh, Oklahoma Joe's get some burn-ins, and at that point, right, I would be, I'd be in the mood, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be in the mood things for some be, barbecue. Things are heating up. Things are heating up, right? right? I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'm, right. you know, I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. it's getting, is it getting hot here? Or is yeah. it just me? Right, it's just these burn-ins. Yeah, uh, you know, so I, you know, get some barbecue sauce on my beard and right, and uh, I. Uh, I'm not going to finish. Okay. What happens after that? Right. Um, night ends. Let's just say End of night. There yeah. is some carryover, and it involves barbecue sauce. Okay. Right. But right. that's all I'm going to say. All that's right. 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 Uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. No, not really. That'd be really weird. Mm. Uh, that would be. Yeah, that would be weird. Anyway, but yeah, um, it, it, basically, you just have to buy me barbecue and end of story. I'm a cheap date. Let me uh, let me expound yes. on my. Uh, my situation for this i was thinking about this question it's a great question i was thinking about this and i was like man what would be the ultimate valentine's date Mm -hmm. i mean you know think about anything anything that could happen on valentine's day you know and uh mine very Mm -hmm. similarly the first thought that i came i I, (laughs) you know i try i try to try to think like You know, the, the first thought that jumped into my mind, it wasn't like I wanted to think out this elaborate, like, trip to Cozumel and, you know, Lake whatever. Como. Yeah, exactly. Italy. It was like, no, what would happen, what would really happen, you know? Yeah. And so the first thing that I thought of was Henry T's. Oh, yeah. Start you, the night off right. You take me to Henry T's, maybe you buy me 10 wings. Ten. Ooh. Maybe you buy me ten wings. Maybe you maybe you throw in a little suicide fries. Oh maybe some yeah, fries with some cheddar cheese and some bacon on top of them. Oh, sour cream on the little side. Sour cream on oh. the side. Yeah. And then maybe you whisper in my ear, "Let's go to Liberty Hall and watch a movie." Ooh. And then you go to Liberty Hall. Is it an indie film? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wes Anderson got a movie out. Oh yeah. And Ooh. then you got you got some uh, maybe some oatmeal stout. 
oh, from and why, you're, why, why oh, you're watching the movie. Good. You're watching it in any movie with Liberty Hall. And then I forget all about what happens after that. Oh, man, bro. Because let me tell you, it gets heated up after that. And I don't even remember. My 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 head's swimming. I'm, my head's... It's my... You know, my all my senses are... Man destroyed by this incredible evening that somebody has provided me an evening of sensory delight exactly you exactly have, you're watching a yeah. movie you're eating the wings you're drinking yeah. the the beers yeah the smells the sights yeah. the sounds oh it's just intoxicating mm. the whole thing mm. the whole thing's intoxicating if you could bottle that up Brian you have something special man oh. i'm just i'm just thinking about that right now ooh I mean, I'm just saying. Like, hmm. I, I don't think it could get any better than that. Somebody start a fire in here. <laughs> I don't Ooh. look, man. You I'm a had simple me man. At suicide fries. I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. Side of sour cream, buffalo wing, grill oh. marks. Oh. A little bit of, oh. bit of that. <laughs> man, that goes a long way. It goes a long way, Glenn. Long, long way. I really hope you're playing some Barry White over the top of this. Oh man. Uh, okay, Glenn. So mm. that that would be that would be it. That's all it needs. I'm telling you, man. If don't, you if you complicate it, baby. If you put it out on an accounting sheet, how much would that cost you? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. We're cheap dates. We're cheap dates. Yeah. I mean, you go to Oklahoma Joe's. That's probably twenty bucks. You know. Sure. Yeah. It but it's not. It's no, not about how much it costs. Cost is no issue. It's not about the sixty dollar meal. It's oh, about man. the heart. It's behind about- it. I hope my wife listens to this. This is one episode that I do hope my wife listens to. None of our... It would be our luck that neither of the people that we need to listen to this have to. The The whole point of this was to say, like, this would be awesome. I just <laughs> did this. But it will never happen, Glenn. You know what's going to happen? Years from now, we're going to be, like, 90 years old. And Laura and Lynn... We'll finally like. Oh, I should listen to that old podcast. You guys used to do. <laughs> and then what? Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll listen to the podcast. And then maybe when we're like ninety years old, we'll get treated to the best night of our lives. And you'll go to Oklahoma Joe's, and I will go to Henry T's, and then I'll go to Liberty Hall. That's how I want to die. I think actually. Me too. I would just croak at Oklahoma Joe's or just get Kansas one City Joe's one last meal. Oh. One last flame of glory, one last burnt end, and then out. Fist in the <laughs> air. That's it. Heart attack. Heart Bam. Bam. Yeah, exactly. And that's all right. Yeah. <sighs> Could well, happen, man. Could happen. Kind of a macabre ending to uh, it is. our it is. Uh, our Valentine's Day we're, we're, fantasy. We're getting we're getting up there in, in years, Glenn. <laughs> this is episode forty six. We're about to we're, we're we're moving towards the centennial. <laughs> <laughs> episode 50 uh, Laura was like uh, you guys need to get to episode 50 and you guys need to retire yeah seriously and I was like hanging uh, in the rafters <laughs> and I was like uh, that'd be an early retirement yeah 50 come on uh, I feel uh, it's 40, 50's a new 30 it's 46 and I feel just as spry as I did when we were 12 episodes in 12 episodes in <laughs> okay Glenn well uh, man I'm all Hot and bothered over mm, here. I know. I shouldn't have brought it up. Oh man, it's gonna be a long week or a couple days until yeah, I'll go uh, take a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, if you haven't checked out the uh, Free State Brinkley's Mybach, yeah, it's a tasty beer. Do it. Um, 
if you're in the Midwest, if you're going to the Midwest, if you're thinking about going to the Midwest, if you're dreaming about thinking about going to the Midwest, you should do it. Brinkley's Maybach. And check out any Free State beer, actually. If Brinkley's Maybach's not in season, Free State Brewing Company, great local Lawrence brewer. Love their stuff. Uh, check it out. Um, okay, Glenn. <clears throat> well, that's um, episode 46. 47 mm. just around the corner. Wow. Pensions are going to be kicking in soon. Really? Yeah, the podcast cool? pension. Podcast pen- <laughs> From winning all those potties? Yeah, from the potty awards and one of the best podcasts, podcast of the year. Hey, here's an idea. Can we get Kanye to come to the potties? Oh, that's what we need. That's what we need. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. Howdy <laughs> Manliness should have won the best podcast of the year. <laughs> it's about talent. Now, gentlemen... You had a great album, all right? <laughs> but I'm demanding this. Podcast of the year. That's what we need for the potties is Kanye. <laughs> when we can secure Kanye for the potties, we've hit it. That's right. I've, I mean, podcast awards, the potties, it's going to, the the, po- the podcast award show that we created mm. that hasn't been aired yet, mm-hmm. but we're working on it. Have we bought the domain yet? I'm just saying, there's going to be a slight. There might at the potties, opposed to the Grammys, there might be a slight. I want to. I don't want to say like preference. I just want to say like to not Kanye. If no, if if it's if the potties are the award show that we created, there might be a slight like podcast of the year might go to. Uh, might go to gentlemen. I don't know. Well. Uh, in the uh, best overall, uh, um, what, what, what kind of what kind of what kind of uh, we well, got best sports podcast, best <coughs> you know best drama podcast, best oh, crime yeah, podcast. Got- I mean, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we, uh, gentlemen, yeah, gentlemen again! Gentlemen, wow. Yeah, oh wow! Holding up, yeah. the, holding up to awards. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, Glenn, we're going to keep working on that. Yes. And we're going to keep working on Kanye to get back to the potty. Even though we insulted him earlier on, hey. It's like what he did to Beck, right? He insulted exactly. Beck and then he came back and said, I love Beck. Yeah, exactly. I love Kanye. Right. I love Kanye. Well, yeah, you never know with these people. Nope. Musicians. These artists. Crazy artists. Artists. Crazy artists. All right, Glenn. Well, that was episode 46. Looking forward to episode 47. I am Brian McKinney. I am Stansbury. <laughs> what do you usually say? Drive safe. Mm-hmm. Drive, drive safe, everyone.